You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and tech. I'm your host, Dimitri Vitsa. I'm also the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, a music tech PR firm. I have with me our irregular co-host and Rock, Paper, Scissors lead strategist, and writer Tristra Nier Jaeger. Welcome back to the show, Tristra. Hey, Dimitri. It's always fun to be here. It's always a blast. So um, I just want to start us off here because we have some big news, and that's why we're putting together a special episode of Music Tectonics. Um, we are announcing the dates and new venue for the Music Tectonics 2020 conference. That's right. The conference will be held October 27th and 28th, 2020 in Los Angeles. And just so you guys know, I mean, it's a big deal to just come out and spend a day or two in L.A. if you're not from the area. So we want to expand the experience, let you have a few more opportunities and different kinds of opportunities. So uh, you should also note down that we have a pre-conference that we're going to be holding on the 27th of October at General Assembly. If you were there last year, you know what an awesome space it is and how productive that time can be there. Um, So that's in L.A.'s Little Tokyo and it's going to be really cool to see um, what kind of matchmaking and other um, mentoring activities we can come up with this year for you. So, The conference itself will be held on October 28th at the Marina del Rey Marriott, which is three blocks from Venice Beach. It's a t- about a 10-minute walk from Abbott Kinney, which is a great uh, little spot for restaurants and boutiques. Um, so for those of you who are not purely coming out to the conference to network and make deals, there are also other great things to do nearby. And um, just so you know, everybody who's listening, the Marriott that we're talking about has this amazing rooftop. And that sort of view and that uh, location is going to be the backdrop for uh, most of the places we'll be doing our hanging out and for our big reception. Um, So that's where you can, you'll be able to exhibit there, you can have meetings there, and it's really going to have a very different vibe from your typical conference dungeon where you're trapped in a basement without um, natural light for hours upon hours. I mean, some people are into that, but you may not be into that. What we're hoping to do is like really bring more light, more air, sunshine, energy into uh, both your learning and networking experience at the conference and to our um, industry community as a whole. So the uh, that top roof uh, area where we'll have all the, the hanging out, it's just beautiful. You'll see the harbor, the Ooh. ocean. It's, it's <laughs> not quite 360, but it's definitely a panoramic kind of look. So it gives a good feel for the rest of the, the event. So, and you know, we're always trying to do things a little bit differently. Just think about it in terms of, we've gone to a lot of conferences and uh, so we've seen the good and the bad. And so we're always trying to think about creating some kind of new type, different, cool experience for conference going. And this year we're starting early. So instead of just announcing our dates and venue, we've got a game for you to play. (laughs) Um, It's actually more like gamified marketing. We'd heard about different efforts for festivals and concerts to get a viral pickup from social sharing campaigns. No, not Firefest. So (laughs) we thought, why don't we try one? In fact, we found out about one on yesterday's podcast. If you're a regular listener, you heard us talking to Audience Republic. And now, so we'll be working with Audience Republic. Republic, excuse me. Um, so if you go to musictectonics.com right now, um, you can play to win. And you need to go before February 25th because, you know, we can't 
Games can't last forever, alas. So what you do is you can register to win a free badge or a set of the, our cool Seismic Shift trading cards um, that were only available at our conference. Now, um, you know, and at the conference, let me just tell you, it was crazy. You had to painstakingly go around and collect one by one. It was kind of like, I don't know, like Minecraft or something. It was just, you know, to level up took a long time. Anyway, but you won't have to do that. This is not a drawing. You can basically... Um, do what you'll see, you know, everything you'll read about on the website and get your hands on these cards or even better on a free badge to 2020. That's right. You win points the more you share the conference via social media or messaging apps. So the person with the most points before February 25th, 2020 gets a free badge to the conference and people are already playing. So get in there and uh -oh. start <laughs> earning your points. It's tons of fun when you share with somebody and then they also register, you get additional points. So we got a pyramid scheme kind of thing going yeah, there exactly. as well. So the more your friends <laughs> share what you share, the more points you get. So you can win the badge. The next 10 top scores get trading cards mailed to you. And then the top 100 scores will get a $100 discount on their badge um, you don't have to buy a badge um, but you will get the opportunity afterwards we'll email you and give you the discount and that will be the lowest price we offer on a badge so if you're somebody who likes to plan and somebody who likes to save money this is your chance you don't have to purchase anything to enter but you do have to share to win the most points and win one of these prizes so this kind of fun activity has uh, a different, another point as well. Um, this year, we're going to focus a bit more on some other sides of the music and tech worlds. So last year, we were really, really um, talking a lot about recorded music and the streaming side of music tech, all those amazing things. This year, we're going to add two new tracks. One will be focused on music tech in the live business. Um, and there's a lot of interesting innovation going on there. We're really excited to explore that more. We're also be diving deep into music making and that could be whether you know whether we're talking about innovative gear or software or other ways that people can produce sounds in creative ways don't worry we're still thinking of this as a b2b conference it's here for people who are going to do business the music making side will be a little bit about the business around that and and the technology being used to do that and so forth so we're still going with high level folks execs founders startups investors um, labels agents promoters festivals all that kind of stuff and also those who are making apps and instruments gear hardware software and so forth for the actual creation of music so we're expanding it out a little bit we didn't want to do that in year one because we want to keep it super focused and be successful but now that we had a pretty good i think yeah. a pretty good success yeah, was... with 400 people there um last year um we're ready to kind of expand out so if you didn't go maybe trisha we could talk a little bit what were some of the highlights of the music tectonics conference last year for you well um it was a pretty exciting day so i kept i was pretty busy but i really and i'm partial so that's a little preface for you but i really loved the ai's got talent uh, section. It was really interesting to compare all the different ways that people were using um, generative, um, you know, machine learning techniques to address different issues or creative problems in the music world. Um, and it was fun to see all the different presentations. And it was also really fun to see people like, you know, put on really colorful wigs. It was a good way to end the day. Um, there was also some really interesting exploration of everything from um, I got to hear a lot about social music video, and that's not something I think a lot about because I'm not, I'll, you know, admit I'm not the most avid social video follower, um, though, of course, <laughs> my children are. Um, so it was interesting to hear all about how 
people in the business, both from the marketing side, the content side, the sort of artist guidance side, and the people who are trying to understand this world in terms of analytics, just the sheer scale complexity and um, opportunity that that data can provide both the business side and the artist and creative side. So it was really interesting hearing those those worlds kind of overlap and 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 collide. And there was everything from like marketing tips to um, really big picture things about what analytics could do for everything from moderation to better marketing. So it was really interesting. And actually, if you want to get insights to how the conference was, we've actually put a lot of the the content on this podcast. So you can go back to previous episodes. And I have a funny story, Tristram. You do. So Antonia, the mother of my children, was (laughs) texting me or slacking me. I can't remember what it was. She works in the business as well, if folks don't know. Um, And she was texting me about some great platforms that you can use for marketing artists. As we think about the music PR side of our business, um, we've been looking for what other tools should we be using? And she's giving me all these great ideas, Tristra. And I'm like, this is amazing. Where are you getting this? And she said, I'm listening to a podcast. And I was like, ha, what podcast? <laughs> and she said, your podcast. <laughs> You're like getting all worried. Like, ah, oh. yeah. yeah. It was, no, it, was the, uh, it was the marketing, uh, the, I don't remember what it was called exactly. The, the independent labels share, labels and managers share music tech tools for marketing that Marie Clausen from Ninja Tune Records moderated. She did an amazing job pulling out very specific practical stuff everything from the latest practices in social media marketing and email marketing and e-commerce and folks like josh berman from concord and mike fabio from new west records jeremy gruber the manager from friends at work and ryan uh, rocheford from loma vista the the five or six of those folks they're just dropping like knowledge left and right on that episode so check it out to give you a sense we always want to make the conference this mix of kind of futurist thought where things are going pulse taking but also tactical really practical stuff but for the business yeah and what i you know just to share another memory from last year that was really um, amazing was uh, day bogan just was the most amazing moderator for um, a panel on royalties and how to rethink them, how, you know, digital tools and software and all sorts of new data are unlocking all sorts of new possibilities. And it's one of those panels where you're like, that sounds kind of, you know, it's gonna be pretty staid. But there was a lot of very interesting conversations. And it was great to hear how people like Lauren Apolito from Rumblefish, Christine Barnum, um, Roy Bernard, Justin Butler, these folks who just see it from a bunch of different perspectives, but we're all kind of trying to address the problems in such a passionate way. And they brought all that energy to what could have been you know, one of those panels where people kind of go on and on and you're like, this is like, this could be like something that someone sews in a sampler. It's so broad and boring. Um, but the, it was a really lively discussion. And so even the the more, the back end stuff, the business stuff, the B2B stuff, um, we, I, I, what I love is that, you know, we try to find people that can really bring it to life and show what's exciting and what should incite your curiosity, even if this isn't your field of expertise. So if you do come to the conference, maybe try a panel that sounds like something that you're not all that excited about because you may be pleasantly surprised and find out all sorts of stuff about a side of the business year you need to learn more about um it's great you know speaking of which um you know it, it took a lot to, to to put that conference together we spent a lot of time um over a long period of time as well full year like now you know we've been working on this one already for months and uh and just announcing the dates now 
and <laughs> and the venue because had to get everything lined up and perfect. But um, but one of the things that I was really excited we were able to pull off last year, which I think we'll focus on again this year, is really having the what we call the full macro system there. So last year we had everyone from streaming services and labels to technology companies that are building smart speakers or or uh, uh, apps that help you identify songs or investors and accelerators and folks that were involved directly with social media uh, channels and, and things like that. I mean, we could go on and on, but what I liked was there was a lot of music industry conferences. It's very clear it's focused for labels or it's yeah. focused for indie labels or major labels or whatever. Um, and it gives or retail, it gives you a very specific focus and we're actually slicing it kind of the other way. Like we want people from all of those areas. And by adding this element of live events, live music and performance and music making and gear, we think we'll have yet another way to add a new kind of conversation, a new place, because the truth is one of the trends that's coming up, I think if I was going to do another trading card, I might consider, <laughs> and I just thought about this as we're talking here, <laughs> I might consider one that's about cross-industry mm-hmm. um, kind of transitioning. Yeah. Because you have companies that may have been focused on music making or music production that are now in distribution. Yeah. Or distribution companies that are now in marketing. Yeah. Um, the silos are totally breaking down and, and the conversations have to happen between these places. The, the best deals for some of these technologies, technology companies that we talk to come from industries that are have, have until recently not been associated with music at all. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's like furniture, fitness, um, you know, all sorts of crazy things. Right. Yeah. So adding this live music piece and the innovative gear should be should be fun for folks that aren't in those fields, for for record labels, for streaming stores. I mean, even if you look at Spotify's um, acquisition of Sound Better, which is really about music creation, now all of a sudden the streaming service are in the area of music making in a sense, right? They're empowering creators to do more with their music, find other producers and engineers, which was something that we had um, Jay Herskowitz from Spotify talk about that acquisition and kind of gave you a bit of a hint of where else Spotify is going. Obviously, we didn't talk that much about podcasting at the last conference. I mean, we had Super Hi-Fi there as part of that AI's Got Talent was talking about using AI to build um, uh, bridges, segues between music and spoken word. Um, And we obviously had a great panel on uh, smart speakers and how that's changing music discovery and engagement in the era of voice. But um, but who knows, maybe we need to bring in a little more about podcasting since it seems to be um, really well aligned with where music listening is going right now. Yeah, audio and audio innovation, whether we're talking about like in auto or in mixed reality contexts is all over the place. And, and it has to do with everything from live performance to gear to the recorded side of things. So um, we're really hoping that one can come and talk about uh, what you're thinking about and hear and get some more ideas that will hopefully inspire you to try um, something new in your own business or career. We both put out some blog posts on Music Tectonics um, recently. Maybe we should talk about those because I think it fits nicely with what we've just been talking about with um, cross cross silo stuff. You want to talk a little bit about this uh this uh, piece that you just put out that was specifically about music and fitness and and the human yeah. body. Yeah, full disclosure, I'm a little bit of a fitness freak. Not a, you know, I love to um, 
I love to get be active and to try different things, whether it's running, weightlifting, um, dance. And um, I have found personally that it has transformed my uh, mental health. And so when I hear a lot of uh, people talking about mental health, they're often talking about things that help people kind of come take it down a notch. And that's a valuable uh, tool as well in our in our toolbox. But I, I wanted to write a piece that was about how music can actually help us take it up a notch, move more and make movement a thousand times more pleasant. So, you know, it's a humans have been doing this for, you know, for for thousands of years, millions of years, we sing, we drum, we do something that helps uh, make a difficult task or a long journey on foot more tolerable. And I feel like there's a lot of room for innovation in this space and understanding how the body responds to music and how music can inspire us to do things with our body that we really don't feel like doing. Like, you know, exercise feels like a chore until you uh, realize that running is just dancing in a straight line for a while. <laughs> and, good. you know, it's a good thing I run early in the morning that no one can see me. Um, but because I do sometimes. Are you prancing little, down the street? I, 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 what is that? What, well, prancer sizing. A little bit of prancer sizing, some, some, some tuck jumps sometimes if there's a really good, like when the beat drops, you know, you just. Nice. Yeah, but it's 5 a.m. I'm not going to tell you where I run. <laughs> that said, so I, I kind of did this as a. Uh, we try to throw ideas out there that you know we that we're we're hoping other people are thinking about that we, you know, we want to find out, um, kind of get a get a get a a take on on how people or other people are thinking about this. And it was really great. I got some wonderful responses from other folks who've been um, trying to understand how music could have a much more active role in, say, a fitness app environment. So uh, something that would be more interactive, that would use AI in a way that wasn't just like creating like a wash of swishy, swishy sound, but something that would have um, that could maybe you know, knit together a cool playlist or help us uh, respond to sort of um, biometric information like uh, heart rate or other things, geo you know, geo tracking, all those fun things to bring us an experience that would uh, integrate body, body and mind through See, motion. So uh, just l- less than a week ago, Trish Drew posted <laughs> this on the Music Tectonics blog. It's called Bodyfulness as opposed to mindfulness. Mindfulness, haha. Bodyfulness, <laughs> changing the way we hear fitness and love our bodies. So you can check that out. And then the piece that I did a few weeks ago was a little bit um, similarly looking to spark some conversation, taking a little more daring approach because I'm not usually one to make predictions. So I I did an article called 20 for 2020 music tech phenomena to watch in the coming year. And 20 pieces a lot. But, you know, I, I, I've posted on, on, on LinkedIn, which I think is the sexiest of all social media apps, <laughs> um, at least for what I do, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, some of the stuff I was, I was mildly pleased to see some stuff is already happening. I was thinking about how frustrated I still am with a relatively recent car where I can't seamlessly feel like I'm connected to my streaming in my car. And then after I wrote this piece, um, BMW released a, a, a streaming platform or, or a connection to their dashboard platform that allows for you to just hook up Spotify or Pandora once, and then you don't have to worry about connecting your phone via Bluetooth or wires or whatever. So it's cool to see that's getting worked on. Hopefully it'll come to the masses as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you still listening to cassettes in your cars, it'll, it'll get you eventually. Eventually there'll be used cars with this stuff. Um, so that was that was kind of cool to see. That's already coming in into play. And then you know, I guess it's not super groundbreaking to say consolidation is likely to continue. That we'll start to see some contract contraction and some acquisitions of of companies that are in these spaces. But 
you know, soon after I wrote the article, we got the news that Fuga was acquired by AVL slash downtown. We got um, the information that Sirius slash Pandora had invested in SoundCloud, not exactly an acquisition, but a strategic sort of almost consolidating effect, maybe. We'll see. We'll see what goes with that. So, um, yeah, some of the other things I talked about were um, the staying power of places like YouTube, Amazon, and Apple. Um, I hate to say it out loud, but the publisher label tensions, I'm, I, I have a hunch we'll hear more about that in 2020 because oh, it yeah. just hasn't been resolved um, in terms of the, the payouts from from streaming services. I think we're going to start to get a little more aware of the geopolitical power shifts now that it's not just the technology um, that's coming from China, Korea, India, so forth, but that will start, and obviously with, with K-pop, you know, we're actually getting a sense of some cultural stuff, not just the platforms. But I'm curious, I'll be curious to see as Asian culture, which hasn't, hasn't really had a mainstream, hasn't had very many mainstream moments in America, certainly in American music, start to see if the fact that these platforms are coming from Asia, will we start to see some particular art content creation? Yeah, Chinese breakout hit would be really interesting to see. On the Indian side, I just read about this today. Um, there's a fascinating new uh, niche streaming service that's based on Indian classical music that uh, will give, serve you a different rag based on the position of the sun. So I, I bring this up. It's, it's First of all, it's kind of cool. And second of all, it is it, it, it speaks to your point that there may be culturally specific products that will be developed locally in these regions that could be wildly successful. Now, it may not be a, a, a streaming rag service, but um, those kind of things are going to be more and more important for global music players to keep on their radar. It's no more like the 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 fire and forget kind of like, here, we're serving you pop music, enjoy, and you got to and you got to ingest it in our way on this particular physical or digital format. I think we're going to see lots of local innovation. And I think places like India and China, I mean, China's already proven that India's super ripe for it because the, because the, the per user uh, revenue is fairly low. So like a lot of creativity, you got to build value in to convince people to subscribe and give you money. So how is, how is that going to affect products locally? I think there's, I'm hoping we're going to see some really cool independent thought coming out of India that could then resonate elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. All of these places that have been relatively culturally um, different or or maintain a sense of their own cultural identity outside of blocking a little bit of the kind of Western influence are amazing labs and incubators for ideas that we haven't thought of or that we haven't sort of embodied or embraced. So I think you're right. We're I, th I think that kind of global... Um, uh, differences will continue to be a source of new ideas and innovation. So that's pretty cool. So if you're interested in these topics, things like will breakout independent artists, will we see some independents break out at the same le level as majors without a major? Will that happen? What about lawsuit overload? What about <laughs> the renewed love of Spotify? Is that coming back? When will we have an AI hit? What's the next cringy thing that's going to happen? How important is PR in the current era? When will we see real streams of revenue from specifically from how fans engage with things other than music, like emojis and so forth? What's going to be the next radio? All those types of topics. If you're interested, I could go on and on. Check out that um, that article as well. And you know, this is the kind of exploratory thinking that we're encouraging at the Music Tectonics Conference. So we basically just wanted to use this episode as a chance to let you know. Again, we're coming to LA October 27th and 28th. 
General Assembly for our pre-conference, Marina Del Rey Marriott for our conference itself. And if you go to musictectonics.com before February 25th, you can start earning points to win a free badge or get your own full set of the glossy tactile seismic shift trading including cards. The, including the golden mulligan well this <laughs> these, are, these, are oh, these are just the, the, uh, trends. the shifts oh um, sorry sorry hmm, didn't mean to get everyone hmm, maybe a future <laughs> prize would be the other trading <laughs> we also did trading cards for all the speakers including our amazing keynote mark mulligan there's a great music tectonics episode that's the recording from his keynote who talked about also a lot of amazing emerging trends and we made his his is the gold mulligan because it's got a um, it's sparkly kind of a holographic sparkly um, bent to it. Maybe we should do that as a future mm, prize. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Music Tectonics. Sign up, musictectonics.com, register, share, win points, and you too could be at the conference, possibly with a free badge or possibly with a cool set of trading cards in your back pocket. Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to keep uh, updated on whether any of Tristra's crazy ideas come true. <laughs> Mine will all come true, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see you in 2021 when Dimitri's got. 20 for 20. That's it's gonna it. be great. Um, uh-oh. The trolls will come out ah! now. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode next week. You're listening to Music Tectonics.